This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? On this premiere episode of season two, I combine my two passions, casting for reality TV and podcasting with amazing guests. It's time to find out how did I audition for reality TV this far? Coming up on this episode of How Did I Get This Far, Jazzy Collins joins me to reveal how to get on a reality show. Jazzy is a reality television casting producer with credits for multiple networks, including ABC, NBC, Fox, Netflix, MTV, and more, with notable credits including multiple seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, The Circle, Love Island, and America's Got Talent. Jazzy, you now have the spotlight. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Yay! We originally connected since we both work in casting for television, but I want you to share some of the defining moments for you in your casting career. Absolutely. So I started out in casting as a casting assistant, like a lot of most people, and I was super, super, like, just not in the know. I had no idea what casting was. I kind of was just thrown into it. And I originally was starting in production. I started as a production assistant. I got thrown into casting and I ended up casting for some game shows. Um, If you ever heard of Let's Ask America, which a lot of people don't, um, that was one of my first shows I've ever worked on, but it was all over, all over the States and it was all through Skype. So weirdly enough, now we've moved on to Zoom and Skype is kind of slowly going by the wayside, but I'm still a Skype lover. Um, But that was (laughs) the first game show that was kind of like a virtual thing. From there, you know, I just kind of kept working my way up, worked up as an associate, worked up as a casting producer, um, had the opportunity to do some casting director work as well. Um, I had some opportunities to work in uh, commercial work, um, but notably my biggest shows probably to date have been The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. Um, I've also worked on The Circle, which is one of my favorite shows because I'm there's a few shows that like you always like dream to work on. And one of the shows was The Circle. So having the opportunity to work on season two was really, really exciting for me. Um, and most recently, I've been accepted into CSA, which is Casting Society of America. So now I'm a notable casting director, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes, congratulations. And I agree. The Circle is so awesome. And I'm very jealous. I actually binged uh, the British version of The Circle, and I once I heard that Netflix was doing it, I was so excited. That show is awesome. So very excited for season two. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Is there anything else you want to share about just any moments in casting that really stand out to you? Yeah. One of my other biggest uh, moments was actually this happened Um, earlier this year, I had the opportunity to speak out against the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. Um, But I was basically telling about my experience while I was working there. We had really tough time getting diverse candidates through the casting process. Even though myself was on the inside, I wasn't having really any opportunities to really push any sort of diversity, not having any black women with natural hair come through. Um, Everyone had to fit basically the the bachelor mold. So I went out um, on a little bit of a limb and I posted an Instagram post about, you know, my experience and what I was hoping that the bachelor franchise would move forward and do. And it, 
literally blew up. I was contacted by so many different, uh, you know, news outlets. And I did have the opportunity to talk to, you know, E! News Canada and all these other different publications. And it really shined a light on not even just the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise, but a huge diversity initiative that I think we need to start seeing in the casting process. Um, a lot of companies, you know, they hire uh, casting producers and, and directors to just basically create a cast that they think that people want to watch. But in reality, they really need to start having people have more diverse people that look like the people that are watching your shows. So, you know, if you're not highlighting any disabilities or highlighting any people of color, what's the point of watching a TV show when it's all completely white? So I am super happy that, you know, this conversation is starting since then. I've seen so many different companies starting to talk out about it, how they want to fix this problem, um, not only just in casting, in production, and also keeping that conversation going. And I'm really excited to be just a part of like just a small number of those people that are trying to push these diversity initiatives. And um, as you can imagine, you also have worked in casting. So you've seen that, you know, there's people that are just give me, you know, a beautiful guy, a beautiful girl. But what are those standards? You know, what makes a person beautiful? And casting basically molds that. So we want that opportunity to show that whether you're black, white, green, yellow, um, you know, a bigger girl, a smaller girl, if you have a, you know, if you have some sort of disability, you should have that opportunity to see yourself on screens. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and that's amazing. And I completely agree with you. When we watch shows, we need to see who's being represented, who's missing, and demand that these shows be held accountable. And I agree, our job is a big part of that movement as well. And for anyone who wants to hear more about that conversation, she's already done some amazing podcast interviews about that. Uh, some of those are Reality Steve, Reality on Reality, The Bachelor Party podcast. So check all those out. Um, this podcast is going to focus on the basics of getting on a reality show, though. So we'll continue with that. Uh, before we go into more questions about your advice and your knowledge, let's do some fun superlatives. I'm going to give you some superlative raises in association with reality casting and and you'll share some of your answers. Okay, the first one is biggest misconception about reality TV. Ooh, everyone thinks that reality TV is heavily produced. It is not. There are producers on set. They are there to help guide you um, and help create a story, but they are not pushing you and forcing you to say anything that you do not want to say on television. That is a good one. I feel like a lot of people will be surprised at that one. Okay, the next one, the most memorable audition. Ooh, most memorable audition definitely was um, a woman that applied recently for The Circle. Um, she was such a blast. Um, she was an older woman. I believe she was in her late 60s. And she just told a really hilarious story about how she has now divorced her um, her ex-husband and now she's become someone that's almost like a free spirit and now has uh, practices polygamy. So that by far was a very interesting conversation because I would never expect someone to just come out and, and tell me about their sexual life. Uh, but <laughs> I actually sat there and talked to her about like 35 minutes just about polygamy because because I thought it was really fascinating and I don't really hear about that. And I think that's actually a topic that I would really, really enjoy to watch on television. <laughs> 
You know, that's funny. That reminds me. There's this, um, it was a BuzzFeed News with Facebook watch game show that I had worked on. And it was all this versus that. And normally it was like cat lover versus dog lover. But a couple other ideas that we had auditioned for just to see was polygamy versus monogamy. And I had such long conversations because I, like you said, it's not a conversation you normally have and you kind of want to know what's the appeal, you know? Exactly. I mean, having multiple partners is like, ooh, that's that's interesting. I mean, it's not my style, but I am so for anyone that is into that. I think it's fantastic. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. Okay. Biggest audition pet peeve. Oh, when people come rehearsed, do not come rehearsed for uh, a show. Don't think we want to hit specific points. We are here to basically guide you and help you. And we'll ask those questions um, to get the best versions of yourself. So don't ever feel like you need to script yourself for a rally TV uh, interview whatsoever. That's interesting, too. So I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, if they ask me, like, why do I want to be on the show? I should say this, this, and this. So you think it should just be whatever you feel when you get asked that question, just go for it. Absolutely. Anything that comes first into your brain is your initial reaction. And it's actually more energetic usually because you're excited about this information that you're about to share with me. If it's rehearsed, it comes off across almost like, well, I guess this is how I want to, you know, this is why I want to be on this TV show. I want you to really just kind of come at me, tell me a little bit about yourself, tell me why you want to be on this show. And then obviously we'll highlight the cool parts about your life, whether you're a firefighter or, you know, you're a basketball player, or maybe you're just a person at a desk job. It doesn't matter what type of career you have. Don't feel like you need to script yourself for reality TV. That's the whole point of reality TV. It's reality. Like, so don't script yourself. (laughs) That's a good point. Okay. Your favorite reality show to work on? Well, my favorite show to work on is The Circle. Um, I, <laughs> I, think we, I think we dug that one in. We're really <laughs> in love with The Circle here. <laughs> love The Circle. Um, they're just even from the beginning of you know season one, I didn't have the opportunity to work on season one, but one of the things that really drew me to the first series was the amount of diversity um, just in like the starting eight cast. I was like, this is incredible. And not only that, it's just like normal people just trying to win money. And it was weirdly eerie now when you look back at it, because everyone's in like a pandemic and kind of staying at home now. And now casting the show for season two, everyone's like, I can do this. I can stay (laughs) in in an apartment for, you know, an apartment amount of time with no issues. So it's kind of funny looking back at it. But like overall, by far, one of my favorite shows I've ever worked on. Yeah, and the, I, actually watching the British version, that's what drew me in. It wasn't the concept. I mean, I think the concept's very unique where everyone is completely isolated and they're only communicating through this platform that you can message with. But what appealed to me was the cast because everyone you wanted to root for and they were all completely different and they all had their different reasons to root for them. So casting is very crucial in that show. And it's exactly so entertaining. <laughs> okay, the last one. Favorite reality show to watch? My favorite reality show to watch was um, Love is Blind. Big (laughs) fan of that show. Um, I don't know if I would work on it, though, because I love the magic of it. And I feel like working on this show is going to ruin it for me. But I absolutely love everything about it. I loved seeing 
how these people were first like in this like experiment it, because that's all it was at the end of the day it was like, this huge experiment to see if whether or not people would fall in love just based off of someone's voice and like connecting that way and I loved being able to kind of follow these stories and then finding out later that they filmed this show like in like a full year before it premiered mm -hmm. and these people were still together. It's like, like it blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, the fact that A, they kept it a secret that long and then B, yeah. these people are still together. It was just like kind of like the most exciting thing for me. I was like, that means people actually don't really need to see someone. They don't need that physical reaction. They could just develop feelings based off of just talking to someone. And I love the psychology behind it. I agree. I still don't believe uh, that you can fall in love without seeing them, even though the show proved it. I still it's mind blowing, but I'm ready for a season two. So. <laughs> OK, let's move on to some more questions about reality casting. So before we actually get the audition, let's find out how we actually get them. Uh, what are some ways that you suggest people find reality casting notices? Absolutely. So there's a whole bunch of Facebook groups that you can join that basically like if you just type in reality TV in Facebook search bar, a whole slew of different groups that you can join. You can just literally click yourself and add it. If you're not a Facebook person, totally understandable. Twitter, I mean, I'm sorry, Instagram is a huge other place where you can look. So if you follow myself at Jazzy Casting, you'll see all of my casting notices for anything. But even just seeing me, I'm following a whole bunch of other casting producers. So you can just go through my followers and just basically start adding and looking for casting notices. Also look through hash Hashtags, hashtag now casting, hashtag casting. You're always going to see some sort of casting notice. And if anything appeals to you, just vote, just go for it. There's no reason for you to be like, uh, I don't know if I should fill out this application. You won't know unless you try. And if we see something in you and we think that you would be a great fit for the show, you will get contacted. You did actually touch on kind of my next question where it's like, maybe I shouldn't do it. Is there ever a time where there's a, a person who just isn't made for reality TV. Like, is there ever a way you can reflect and be like, maybe reality TV is not for me? Like, is there a, such a thing as like a not a good fit? I don't think there's a thing that's called not a good fit because everyone fits in a different bubble, except if you are someone that just does not like to talk, I guess that would be the only type of person that shouldn't be re on reality TV. If you are just super, super introverted, you don't really like expressing your feelings. I wouldn't say reality TV for you, but just because you're like, mm, I don't know, I have, you know, a really hard nine to five and I really don't think I can devote any time but you see something that interests you, still go for it. Like, what's the point unless you try? So I wouldn't say anything should scare you for reality TV. I know when reality TV just start, when first started, when there was like the real world and shows like that, there was so many like trashy and that's where it kind of got that really gross stigma. Um, but since then, reality TV has really developed into something that has become really informative. So not only are you like learning, for example, Indian matchmaking is a, a fantastic show where I I learned more about you know the Indian culture that um, I probably would have never known at, um, unless I watched this TV show. But it was also you know entertaining. I was able to watch these people really develop and fall in love and also learn about their culture. So that's an opportunity that maybe you wouldn't have normally applied for because you're like, well, I'm mainly 
I'm an Indian person and I only usually, you know, matchmake. That's a TV TV show for you. Um, and there's almost a TV show for everyone these days. You know, if you're a game show addict, there's game shows. If, there, if you are a really fascinating person, a docu-series might be great for you. So like, if you have a really weird niche, like you do llama farming, there's probably a TV show for you. So don't <laughs> feel like you can't apply to something just because you don't fit in a stereotypical reality TV bubble that you think exists, because it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, and this this next question, I, I think we can all predict the answer, but I think a lot of people feel that people that end up on the show, uh, of, of, any, of any show, that they are recruited. Uh, and so people kind of feel like, well, I'm not going to apply. They're just going to find some hot model on Instagram. So what do you recommend? I mean, is it worth taking the time to do those applications? If, you know, once open calls are a thing again, is it worth going to open calls or is that not really worth the time? It's absolutely worth the time to fill out an application. A lot of people that have applied for TV shows have made the TV shows that I was working on. Um, recruiting is just always something that's going to be a part of reality casting no matter what. We're always looking for fresh faces and sometimes you know we get the same people that are constantly applying so sometimes it's really good to just shake things up, look out there, see what we can find and that's how you find crazy characters um, that might be really good for a television show. But definitely worth going to open calls, definitely worth you know applying. That's the only way we'll see your face because otherwise we might miss you when we're doing our recruiting. Great. All right. Well, let's say that we did get to this audition. Can you kind of break down a typical casting process for, I mean, I know there's different types of shows. There's game shows, competition shows, reality shows, and they all kind of change depending on the show. But is there kind of a typical format for it? A typical format, um, obviously, like you said, it can change. You know, there's usually, um, you know, you fill out an application. Then you, there's usually a phone call with, you know, an associate or a producer. And then usually they either use Zoom or Skype to do a video portion of an interview. Um, this is really your opportunity for us to see your face, see how you are on camera. Um, and it's also a blast. You know, a lot there's a lot of producers out there that really love what they do and love meeting people. So their opportunity is to make sure for you to feel as comfortable as possible. It's never something that you should feel like uncomfortable because you're talking to a complete stranger and telling them about your life. This is a way for us to kind of see how you would be if you were on camera. Um, and then after that, you know, we pitch you to network and you see if you make the show. Perfect. Um, what is some advice you have for how to prepare for that audition? Like I said before, do not script yourself. Just go for the the full Monty. Be yourself. <laughs> have a lot of fun with it. Um, also, if you're one of those people that, you know, have a lucky shirt, have lucky socks, whatever it is that kind of shows off who you are as a person on camera, wear that. Don't wear these crazy stripes. Don't wear crazy patterns that look not great on, on camera. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable, but we also want to make sure you look good on camera. Um, so don't look like you rolled out of bed. <laughs> you know, Make sure your hair and makeup is done. And also another pet peeve of mine is that if you are doing an interview and you're going to do it on your phone, make sure it's flipped horizontally. Do not have it set up vertically because we cannot record that way. Um, so make sure it's set up and also propped up. Make sure you have fantastic lighting because otherwise we're gonna have to make you, you know, stop the audition, 
fix everything. And it's just really great for us casting producers to kind of just turn on our, you know, our MacBook and you have a perfect screen, perfect lighting, perfect framing, and we don't have to change anything. Yep, I will second that. It will not determine if you get on a show or not, but if you want to be on a casting producer's good side, just follow the directions in the email. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We have it all laid out for you in that email. So don't try to do something with a crazy angle. Don't try to do something with crazy makeup for that day. Today is your day to shine and we want you to be you. So do not change anything that you would normally do. Just fresh lighting and fresh smiles, and you got this. (laughs) Love it. What else are casting producers looking for in the audition? They're looking for energy, but we're not looking for over-excited energy. If it feels like it's forced, that's not the energy that we're looking for. We want you to still be yourself, but we want you to kind of hype yourself up. Like maybe if you just took a shot with your best friends and you're like, woo, that's you, that's what we want to see. If you're not a drinker and maybe you just did a really good, you know, fantastic workout and you're now hyped up, that's that energy that we want. But we don't want something that feels forced um, would be one of the biggest things for me. Yeah, I think the advice that I usually give is be yourself, but just a heightened version of yourself, a more energetic version of yourself. Exactly. A hundred percent. What are some, I know you kind of said like, don't prepare, don't rehearse, but are there any kind of typical questions that casting producers ask? I usually ask a little bit about your background. How'd you come to be who you are? So that's the nitty gritty of reality TV. Why should we be watching this person? Um, So I usually ask questions like, where are you from? You know, what do you do for work? Tell me a little bit more about your work. What's like your day-to-day life? Um, How would you describe your personality if your friends were to describe you? Um, And that's usually where I like to begin my interviews just to kind of warm people up because I know it's kind of awkward to just be sitting there having a conversation with a complete stranger. And there's nothing better than being able to talk about yourself. (laughs) If you can talk about yourself, you got this. Um, So that's where I usually start warm up. And then obviously the interview will get tailored into whatever I am casting for. Perfect. And then any other final tips on how to impress a casting director, casting producer, or even the casting assistant? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I guess for me is if you are super, super busy and we call you and um, don't feel like that's the last time we could ever talk to you, tell my associate, like, I am so sorry right now. I am currently on a train. I'm busy, whatever the case is. Let me give you a call back in a couple hours. Don't feel like if you can't make that phone call, you'll lose out on your opportunity. We're here to still try to put you on TV. We're still here to, you know, get to know you and talk to you. So don't feel like you're obligated to talk to someone if you're not available. That's good advice. Okay. And the last question about the audition process, how do you get over the nerves? (laughs) the nerves I always tell people to shake it out (laughs) When when they sit down and I can tell if someone is nervous just from the beginning so I usually you know stop the interview I'll stop recording and I say and I'll ask them I'm like how are you feeling right now are you nervous and they're like, usually respond, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I just tell them to shake it out. I tell them to just move their hands around, shake it out, do a little dance. And then they start laughing at themselves and they eventually just immediately get comfortable. So just don't worry about the nerves. Like I said before, we're really here to be, make you feel comfortable. Like you're talking to one of your best girlfriends or guy friends. Um, so 
no worries. Don't ever feel nervous. I love that. Yes. And I think that's a good point, too, is that when you're in the audition with a casting producer, as much as, yes, we're kind of assessing if you're the right fit, we're also there to work with you to see if we can produce you into being the right fit for the show. We want to find the right fit. So it's a good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So let's talk a little bit about what to expect after your audition. Well, the first question is, what happens afterwards? I mean, where what happens with your tape? What happens with your audition? Usually we send over, you know, everything to the network that we're working in, and they're the ones that make the final decision. Unfortunately, it's not us that, you know, make the decision. Because a lot of the times, if I were making these decisions, there's a lot more people that I think would have been on television by now. But <laughs> overall, it's the, the network that we're working with. They make the decision. And if you are selected, you will get a phone call. Um, Um, from us and we'll let you know you're moving forward and usually that means you've made the show Um, and that's the best part about it you know all your hard work all of those (laughs) those interviews that you've done and all of the the application which sometimes can be extensive um, Mm -hmm. have been done and you make the tv show (laughs) how do you decide for those shows that do tape for several months how do you decide if it's the right fit for you because you probably have to quit your job or um, you know just leave your life how can you decide I know that's a personal choice but do you have any advice on how to make that decision Yeah, absolutely. A lot of TV shows now are starting to um, understand that if people need to give up a certain amount of time, they will compensate you for it. Not every show does that, but you have every right to ask whether or not there will be compensation. Um, That sometimes can help you create whether or not you want to do it. But Also, at the back of your head, I know people also do reality shows because, oh, I want to be famous. Oh, I want to be, you know, have amazing Instagram followers and, you know, then I won't have to work. If that's your priority, that's totally fine. Um, But don't ever think every reality TV show that you do, game show or whatever, is going to lead to that. You have to kind of manage your expectations. So what I recommend is really assess the whole thing as a whole. Is this going to better your life? Is this an experience that you really want to do? Maybe you're been at your wits end when it comes to dating and you're like, I just put me on a dating show. Like, let me just do it and see what happens. Go for it. No matter what, it's going to be a fantastic experience. It's going to be unlike anything you've ever done before. So if there's nothing holding you back, just do it. I love that. This is kind of a weird question, but I think some people might wonder this. Do you need to get an attorney if you're doing one of those big time shows like The Bachelor? Like, do you need to get somebody to kind of go through that contract with you? Because, you know, we've seen these people end up blowing up on social media afterwards. So do you want to get like a publicist or anything like that? completely unnecessary to get an attorney or publicist. But, um, you know, contracts do come with the the territory. So we recommend if you want to have someone look at the contract, feel free to do that and send that over to an attorney that you may know or someone that can help you with the legal jargon so you know what you are signing. Um, Because obviously we don't want you to just be signing away anything um, just because you want to be on a TV show. We're here to protect you and we also want you to protect yourself. So feel free to do that. There's no need to get a publicist unless, you know, you blow up from that whole TV show that you were on um, and Maybe you you just gained a million followers. That's a huge number, but (laughs) maybe you gained a million followers and there's just so many opportunities coming at your end, then feel free to go, you know what, maybe it's my time to get a manager or publicist. But to be on any reality TV show, you do not need one. Perfect. Okay, my last question, which I know a lot of 
the answers here are confidential. So whatever you can say, uh, what is some inside scoop of what it's like on set for a reality show? <laughs> oh yes, like very mo- most of it is confidential. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I figured I have you. Might as well see if we can share some information. It's basically what you kind of see if you ever watch some docu series. They kind of break the thing what we call breaking the fourth wall, um, which is basically where you see you know the cameras. Maybe you'll hear the producer talking. That's basically what it is on set. Um, there will be producers. There's lights, there's camera, and there's action. That's literally it. That's on. Um, it might be overwhelming for someone that's never done it before, you know, seeing all these cameras and lights. But soon, oh, like after you just continue to do it and start to get more comfortable. And like I said, those producers that are on set are there to help you and help mold who you are um, and make you look your absolute best on television. Um, those cameras, those lights start to fade away and you'll just kind of be yourself, just kind of having a good time talking. If you're with a group of people, you know, most of the time, a lot of these people come out with so many friends on reality TV shows um, because they've all done that same crazy weird experience altogether. Great. Thank you for taking on that risky question there. <laughs> I, I think that, like, I man, if I got asked that question. <laughs> I think I did okay. <laughs> no, you did great. I think that was still insightful without uh, revealing anything important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, to those listening who are hoping to be the next big thing on reality TV, um, how can people stay in touch with you and see the next casting notice that you have? Absolutely. So you can follow me on at Jazzy Casting on Instagram. That is where I post all of my casting notices. Um, You could also um, see my website. Um, It's jazzycasting.com. And that I also post casting notices, uh, but I also have an email list. So if you're interested in getting them directly sent to your email, um, feel free to just sign up on there. Um, Or if you want to just follow me on my personal, it's at Jazzy Nicole Collins. um, And I also post sometimes there for my casting notices and a little bit more tidbits behind the scenes, which is also kind of fun. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you for sharing the reality of reality TV casting. And to my future reality stars who listen to this episode, thank you and tune in next week for more inside scoop on all aspects of life we wish we knew. I have a spoiler alert. There will be a bonus mini episode with even more tips and stories from other casting professionals as well as reality stars themselves. Be sure to check it out this Thursday on the How Did I Get This Far podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I hope this episode helped. Please subscribe, rate, and review to support the podcast. And follow along for more hacks, tips, and failed attempts on Instagram at How Did I Get This Far Pod. Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening.